I just got surprised on Zoom two times. Two times surprise. Number one, before we started uh, this session, I was in the Zoom waiting room and just fully eating a persimmon like it was like a apple and on my mm-hmm. fo- and playing on my phone for I'm going to say an embarrassingly long amount of time. There was nothing embarrassing. Here, you were very here, still. Here's what I was doing. I was looking at a I believe it's a corgi chihuahua mix on Instagram and eating a persimmon, an uncut just whole ass persimmon. Mm-hmm. The single most Andrew thing that could possibly happen. <laughs> But then, when we finally did get your attention and we started to record, we were like, ha, 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 eating a persimmon, looking at a dog video, ha, ha, ha. And then it was like, okay, time to get cracking. And you opened a Kirkland brand Costco (laughs) bag of something simply called steak strips. And I said, now I feel like I'm on a prank show. It's not Andrew, Andrew being the most Andrew, the prank show. It's not not a high-end dog treat, the Kirkland Steak Strips. Even the name Kirkland Steak Strips. <laughs> this The food should just be called, who's a good boy, parentheses, it's okay, it's for humans. Yeah, that's what it was, that's what it was giving off, for sure. <laughs> who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? But I'm glad it's you got me. your little snacks. Uh, but then I also got surprised, I don't know if you guys clocked this, but... One second before the theme music started, I felt weird about the amount of steak strip that was in the air. So I put a piece of gum in my mouth. And then, and then I immediately, of course, realized I can't be chewing gum during no. the intro to a podcast. So then I threw that out. I threw out fresh a gum. You had a lot of tastes in the last three minutes. Everything is crazy right now in my house, and it's all my own fault. From persimmon to steak to artificial mint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andrew's mouth <laughs> is like a, it's like a four four season experiment. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, welcome yes, to the you show. do. That's perfect. That's exactly what I'm like. This is the most shit that I'm like. Sorry, go ahead. Including Yo, interrupting this you. Racist, where <laughs> we true. listen to your voicemails about racism eventually. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Tawny Newsom. That's Andrew T. We got our producer, Kevin Bartell, desperate to get this show on the rails. Um, <laughs> We are starting our, maybe if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we do like a, a, a holiday bulk record. We're kind of starting that now. We're stacking stuff up, people's mm-hmm. travel schedules, people's holiday schedules, so uh, so that you won't have a gap in episodes. Uh, yeah, we're just, we're piling them up. So yep. our news isn't super current. Uh, I did want to talk quickly about the uh, SAG strike. A lot of yeah. people did not know that SAG was still on strike once the WGA strike was over. And then a lot of people still didn't know that uh, we that SAG was offered a deal that our board recommended to the membership to take, to vote yes on. And right now when we're recording, that deal has not yet been ratified by the membership. Everyone's still voting. It's yeah. looking like it will. But honestly, who knows? Shit's crazy. Yeah. It would be pretty unexpected if it didn't get ratified. So... That's why. Yeah. But it's not perfect. No. Th- so there, there's a lot of problems with the deal. There are a lot of things that our negotiating commi- committee fought for and worked really hard for that they did get. So want to acknowledge uh, their hard work there. And 
Yeah, it's it's really complicated. There were there were big things in there asked for that we got. There are some big things that we didn't get. There were some things that I feel it's not acceptable that we didn't get, specifically the protections around AI. But mm-hmm. what I want to say is this. I no one will hear this in time to for it to affect their vote. So if you're a SAG member, however you voted is your choice. Um and I'm not here to make anyone feel bad or good one way or the other. What I don't, will say is that don't like write in Donald Trump. But other than that, yeah, don't do that. It's also not an election, so (laughs) (laughs) that would just be weird. (laughs) Um, Don't write in any names. (laughs) Yeah, there's just a bunch of votes for Baba Booey, as usual. What I did want to say, and I'm not an expert about the language in the deal. I'm not an attorney. I don't. I don't know shit. But uh, I knew the things that I was really happy with in reading the 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 proposal, and then the things that I was I found to be lacking. So what I will say is this, if this deal gets ratified, which at the time you're listening to this, you know the future and I do not, and you're a SAG member and you're worried about things in there, just take some solace in knowing that the the deal guarantees what's called a minimum basic agreement. That literally means the minimum. So if you are offered a part, and again, I'm speaking with a great deal of privilege and ability to be in a place in my career where I'm I'm able to make these distinctions. So, and I understand that not everyone has this, but if you audition for something and you are offered a role and your team goes in to start negotiating, the things in that MBA truly are the minimum, just in the same way that they offer you an amount of money and your agents say, well, how about a little bit more? That can be done with things like AI protections. That can be done with anything that you are not entirely comfortable with in in that deal. So I would advise everyone to just read up on it, read the summary that SAG has given. If you have the stomach for it, read the whole damn thing and know that you are not entirely helpless if there are things in it you don't like, that you can still request that your team ask for more robust protections. I will be doing that surrounding AI. Uh, And it may mean that I turn down certain jobs if they're not able to meet those things. It may mean that I don't because I feel like I can't turn something down. And that's how I know a lot of our membership is going to feel because we are a very disempowered union. So just want to acknowledge that there's some hope, but also I get the challenges with that. Yeah, it's really, I mean, hard to, you know, there's never going to be a perfect agreement. Um, But yeah, this one, the AI stuff is like really tough for actors. And and for everyone. I mean And everyone that has to touch or drive or dress an actor. <laughs> yeah. Because the fewer of us they need, the fewer of all the other jobs they need. Yeah. I mean, this really is like continues to be you know, I guess that maybe is the other side of all this labor stuff, which neither of us are ex- we're not experts on anything. We you guys know that. No. Um but it is a thing where like it's not a strike. It's not a summer. It's not a thing. It's endless. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hope we don't all have to go on strike again in three years. I'm going to throw this out there in my unbelievably ill-informed opinion. It doesn't look good. Um, I know that there's <laughs> reasons why we people, no one is going to want to strike in three years, but um, mm-hmm. just the way these studios are behaving, sorry, these studios and every employer uh, in the United States and on Earth, um, are behaving. You know, I, I guess it's like take take the time to rest while you can, or support other folks because I just think this is going to be an endless assault on we'll call it dignity for the mm. rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. So gear up for that shit. I don't know. 
We're recording this too early to know what exactly is happening in uh, Palestine and Gaza. Um, If, yeah, we, you know, are on the side of ceasefire uh, permanently. And that's what we Mm -hmm. have to say about that. And that's what we know now. And it's, uh, it's heartbreaking that that's even like... It feels like the most cowardly thing to do, like to post to an Instagram story, the word ceasefire. And yet that is still somehow brave because our industry is so deeply, um, yeah, just has their priorities, uh, misaligned with where mine and ours are. Yeah. So what else? I don't know. Do we just go to (laughs) voicemails now? A break. Talk about not being experts. Maybe we should at least go to the things we somewhat know something about. I know this is some real frying pan into the fire shit because it's like that's cool. We'll just talk about fucking racism. Hey, better the Ugh. devil, you know. Yeah. All right, let's do that. We're back. We're back. Oh man, this is this is such a, a yo can we live thing, but I did go to see. Uh, an incredible thing yesterday. And that will just be the tease for Yoko We Live. That's you all you're going to say? That's insane. You're going to hear Tell them her. where you went. Tell them where you went. And then we'll talk about it on Yoko We Live, our premium show that comes out on Friday. Subscribe at suboptimalpods.com. But tell them where you went. I went to an airplane hangar in Santa Monica Airport. Jesus. Where they were holding a sumo, not match but sort of like a it, it was sort of it was it was sumo wrestlers doing sumo wrestlery stuff i think th- there was a lot of stuff about how this can't be an official sumo match for very 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 many reasons okay um, so it was kind of a sumo recital yeah it was like a sumo style entertainment but it was fucking crazy anyway you'll hear about that Man, later. we're gonna talk hangar, more about that's that. so cool yeah Wait, can I talk about something that made me sad? One of the Tustin blimp hangers in Orange County burned down. What? Did you know the, the Tustin blimp, blimp hangers? They're huge. Like, they're like these relics. They were used to house blimps, blimps. which is not really a thing <laughs> yeah. anymore. And it's there's not? two of them. I mean, I think occasionally they need to blow up a Goodyear blimp somewhere, so they probably use them. But, like, they were mostly just, like, these historical landmark things. Oh, and, Nate teased me because I liked them so much. He once was like, let me see if I can like, like rent one for an hour. So you could like throw a party in it or something, but it cost like $20,000. It was crazy. Oh <laughs> and yeah. then somebody burned it down. Like arson burned it down. Well, now I'm spreading rumors, but there were all these like development things and people really wanted the oh, land to build condos. Sure. So that's what people think. Whoa. Jesus. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged. 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 Potentially. <laughs> Orange County <laughs> developers coming after me. Yeah, the 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 coolest people on earth, Orange County real estate developers. Let me shut up. But yeah, <laughs> it, just look it up. Tustin Blimpanger. There's still one standing. It's such a cool. It's just so giant, and you're like, yeah, you're in like a Starbucks, like next door to it, and you're just staring up. It's like, it's not. It's this something is, like 55 stories tall or something crazy. Whoa! This is some real blimp logistics. Okay, so what I'm number one thing I'm hearing, you store a blimp inflated, or maybe no. That's, I think you just need somewhere to blow it up and like load it up with shit. I guess I just would have assumed that would be outside, but 
Yeah, what do I know? Or maybe once it's inflated, it's got to stay that way for, like, the season. I think we're talking, like, oh, World's Fair era. Like, Right, right, right. I will say, this is this is how deeply stupid I am. I was just like, yeah, when you're done with the blimp, like, after the Goodyear blimp, you know, does its lap, it just deflates and they fold it up into something, like, about the size of a suitcase. Right. You're thinking, like, a kid's <laughs> bounce house for a party. Whereas, yeah. this, I think yeah. we need to understand the scale of this. Look. Andrew, I'm going to take you on a little field trip down to the remaining Tustin blimp hanger, and you're going to really grasp the magnitude of this thing. Oh, man. That sounds both fun, and also it would be a fun place to take a photo of a chihuahua in the foreground next to the blimp hanger. Big and small Uh, sort sort of vibes. I just love improbably giant things. Anyway, we're way off track. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's let's do a voicemail. Okay. Hello, I'm an old fart white guy doing his best to overcome his upbringing, and I appreciate the insight and occasional comeuppance I get from listening to the show. So here's my question. Comeuppance. I'm looking at writing for an anthology, but I pulled back when I saw the title and cover design. It's called A Fortune Cookie of Wisdom. There's a pagoda on the cover, and the title is in a font, of course, called Shanghai. I suggested to the editor that the title and visuals promote a harmful Asian stereotype, but the editor, who is also an old part white guy, defended it as, quote, not derogatory toward, not derogatory toward Asians, unquote. In the end, I suggested submitting the question to you, and he was all for it. So, <laughs> am I trying too hard, or should he trade his fortune cookie of wisdom for, say, a potpourri of wisdom or some such? Thanks wow! Oh that. boy! Wow! We're gonna have to we, end this, this pitching is a, on. I know, but yeah. this is a rare like we actually it, we're not being asked about some shit that's in the past or some yeah. shit where the ship's already sailed. We're being asked to ch- change. We're in the history. thick of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out. This fucking racist editor is not going to be swayed by <laughs> the things we have to say because they are racist and very stupid. I mean, they said they were open to hearing our our take. I guess. They call her hitting pause right before Andrew says that. Yeah. (laughs) In front of him. So. (laughs) My first thought was like, why? Yeah. (laughs) But like, one, why? And then two, like, why is it called that? Well... Yeah, go ahead. Because because of the wisdom thing. Because like like so just part plain of, wisdom. So then they're like, ooh, the Orient. Like yeah. that's the one to one there. Yeah. Okay. It, it's okay. just like like classic Orientalism that like you know Asian people are basically psychic wizards. <laughs> yeah, I sort of like. I guess I'm grateful to work around people where I I forget that that level of hackery like that's so simple I kind of forgot that that exists anymore yeah I'm used to much more complex (laughs) 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 like I just we just don't spend any time around people like this so yeah I um, never mind maybe you do never mind this isn't for you to call them out I'm just like huh Oh, right. Wisdom. Asian people are wizards. Got it. Magic. Yep. It's that. It's also this, like, I mean, but the to the caller, to the caller, letting this dumb fuck racist, like, 
when like pause the argument by saying it's not derogatory is like if you let a white person even as a white person tell you no 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 this obviously racist thing is not derogatory and you can't like battle back from that i think you might need <laughs> you you need you need to really check yourself because it's like not check yourself, but check in maybe with yourself. Like, how the fuck do you not have the words to be like, yeah, but this is like stereo, like these are stereotypes built off of basically like Western marketing of Chinese restaurants and like Kung Fu movies that, Mm -hmm. you know, Chinese people were complicit in, but it is like playing on stereotypes Mm -hmm. that like are for the Western audience. And like at its very like... at its very base level to treat a a whole group of people like they have some wisdom that comes from magic or something. It is at at a base level. I know it seems like one of those like quote unquote positive stereotypes, but it is just a way to dehumanize and to just say like, these people are magical beings from another land. They're not like us, which Mm -hmm. means we don't need to treat them the same or talk to them the same or, you know, it's all this very insidious. Or treat them as human. Yeah. Yeah. This, like, calling, like, Chinese people celestials is from, like, the fucking gold rush era. Like Celestials. This is, like, oh like God. not only is this racist to the editor, it's, like, 200-year-old racism. So the fact that you can, you think you can kind of just be, like, oh, it's not derogatory. <laughs> it's, like, wow. like, truly pathetic, I guess. Also... <sighs> fortune cookies of wisdom get the fuck out of here <laughs> also like that doesn't sound very wise because if you've opened a fortune cookie lately they say things like the number of hairs on your head is enough and you're like okay like it's clearly mm. just being put through an ai generator you know yeah yeah oh my god all this like yeah what what is it really i mean it's it's that like because these are all Chinese stereotypes, basically, but it's, like, kind of, like, morphed into pan-oriental-ish whatevers. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it is the stereotype that, like, these people are unknowable, they're emotionless, they are, Mm -hmm. like, all the... Oh, yeah, we'll get in our, our, um, not contractually mandated, but our statistically approved amount of Star Trek. They're Vulcans. And Mm -hmm. the whole thing with Vulcans is that they are portrayed as not human, in a bat, like less than humans. It's for all you Star Trek heads out there. <laughs> You're gonna have some people really arguing with that take, but we we understand the spirit of what Andrew's saying. Is that not the? T- I mean, that was definitely we, the '60s of it. No, that's yeah, how it started. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, and then mind. breaking out worth, of it. <laughs> it's not worth going into. <laughs> Just the the quibble I was going to make is that, if anything, the whole thing about Vulcans is that they are actually superior to us, that they believe that they're superior in intellect, they live longer, they're stronger, all that stuff. So that it's not that humans look down on them, it's almost like there's a superiority complex that they then have to overcome, which is a different type of racism if they were real people. But I would argue that though those things are true in that world, we, the audience, are supposed to see them as less. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Because <laughs> that's what—that's from the time. That's what everyone was like. I scared know, of. but I know, but it's also—it's also old. That's old. And now, <laughs> look, now we have this very current fortune cookie issue to deal with. I listen. I it's a very modern issue. <laughs> yeah, it's I, a very modern issue. Who stopped I, putting actual fortunes in the fortune cookie? Who? I want a name. Yeah. When I was a kid, 
I felt like my I got I got actually told my future. <laughs> oh my god, I did actually shit do the project was ultimately um, did not go through, but I did like a medium amount of research and interviews to try to do a fortune cookie thing for some podcast th- network thing. This all not tracks. one of the not one of the ones that we've worked with in the past, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like a persimmon and a bag of steak strips, this sounds very much like something Andrew has Which is all intimate to say, knowledge of. There's basically like only like four factories, and they they have like a process that's like pretty simple for like writing new fortunes. But also, it's like I think it doesn't matter that much because obviously, like like it would take a pretty big shift in the market for like a restaurant to be like, no, no, no. We'd like these to be good. Yeah, we want this factory's fortune cookies because they're, they're, <laughs> this shit is real. Right, right. C- okay. Can I pitch a title for your fortune cookie show? Uh-huh. What was the Earwolf Presents thing you did called again? Oh, my God. Uh, Earwolf Presents, do you understand the words that are coming out of our mouths? Okay, the fortune cookie one should be, do you understand the words going into my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not too late. That audio exists, I believe. It's Great. there somewhere. Let's do it. Let's there you do go. this show. This is a suboptimal exclusive. <laughs> it did feature, um, in the most insane version of it, um, friend of this show, uh, Sheng Wang, as an anthropomorphic fortune cookie <laughs> talking back. <laughs> That's to fine. Me. <laughs> that I would listen to that. That's fun. I am actually now sad that this didn't get off the ground. <laughs> There's still time. Let's make it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. It's too and much. And then let's steal this, and then let's call it Fortune Cookie of Wisdom, and then let's yeah, steal this yeah, font. Yeah, yeah. Let's do everything that this yeah. book oh my wants God. to do. But yeah. The editor's don't... like, I told you. <laughs> I no, no, no. It's racist when you do it. When yeah. we do it, it's content. It's irony. It's that is actually true. Well, yeah, that is the thing. Like, the, the tiny leg the editor has a stand on is that Asian people also perpetuate this stereotype. But um, I guess to the editor, if you can't tell the difference between an Asian person doing it and a white person doing it, then yeah. uh, as predicted, you are unhelpable. And that that remains my prediction, is that the editor will not be swayed by this. Do you know how much shit I don't repeat? Being friends with you and Jessica and Jimmy O. Yang, you know how much <laughs> shit I'm like, I, that they can say that. I'm sure never going to repeat any shade of this. <laughs> it's constant. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what did I... I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. I'm actually not going to repeat it. Never mind. Uh, See? I was say, Do you want to remember it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had some good old-fashioned Asian commentary. <laughs> no, I, I know my place, and I welcome oh, this editor no. to know theirs. Um, yeah. Caller, if you still have any leeway, tell yeah, tell them we said no. Fucking change it. Make it a yeah. potpourri of wisdom. Make it a fucking cornucopia of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Just a big old wisdom sack. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Make it a three-bean chili of wisdom. May I? Speaking of three bean chili, actually, that's actually pretty close. What? Um, you will never get this. Guess this in ten thousand years. What do you think the fourth ingredient on the steak strips is? Worcestershire sauce. No, no, no. I'll give you one one hint. You is not fucking anything that should be on any any beef jerky type situation. Hmm. Is gel gelatin's an ingredient, right? 
Um, say like not like in this ru- rubber, one, but it could be. That's close. Okay, uh, it's peach puree concentrate. No, is the fourth ingredient. Some fell in at the Kirkland factory, and then they're like, "Well, we gotta list it. We gotta put That's it on the true. package." I guess Kirkland is probably just like a big old like vat. Yeah. Kirkland's a big vat, and sometimes they pull out a sweatshirt, and sometimes they pull out a Keurig, and sometimes they pull out steak strips, and they sell it all to you. Speaking of, um, there are apparently um, Kirkland brand dog hoodies now. Hoodies um, for dogs or hoodies with dogs on them? Great, hoodies for great follow-ups. <laughs> yeah, hoodies for dogs, hoodies for dogs. Um, they do not come in extra small, so certainly wouldn't want anyone of our listeners sending one to Peanut because it will simply be too big. Oh, and that sounds like it wouldn't be cute at all. Man, Kirkland needs to be more size inclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess they Costco's go from whole thing is just big. Big, yeah. Big dogs. I guess what big you do, dogs. yeah, you're just supposed to put two chihuahuas in the in the small. Oh, okay. It's and that's tandem, cute, too. It's a tandem that's bike That's cute, too. Oh, she's so tired. We went Should for a we long do... walk before this morning. Yeah, let's do another voice <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hello. So I'm coming at you with some fragile white woman shit. So I'm a white woman and I manage a group home and have a staff that I manage. And one of the women that we've recently hired is black and is in general, she's just a very talkative person. But recently (laughs) we were having a conversation and she casually used the N word, just like talking about her personal life, which in general, I don't need to hear about her personal life. And then she used the N-word, which I was just like, okay, whatever. That's just in a conversation with me, and she felt comfortable to use that. But then I have learned from other staff that she talks about her private and personal life in front of our clients, which is super not great. But then I'm also worried that she might not be the most professional with her language, but then I'm also like, okay, is it racist that I think that using the N-word isn't appropriate or professional in a work setting? I'm a little confused. Anyway, I'm ready to be roasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, caller. Oh, caller. There's a lot going on here. I like the self-awareness. <laughs> I know. I like the self-awareness, too. Number one, I'm just going to say the thing that you didn't feel like you were allowed to say. You don't like this woman. And that's okay. <laughs> you have a coworker who you just don't care for. I read between the lines of what you said. You're like, she is very talkative. She involves me in her personal life, with, which I don't need to hear about. I, all of that spells, you, you don't really, she's not your type of person. She annoys you. That's all right. That doesn't make you a racist. <laughs> And it doesn't necessarily not make you a racist. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you're right, Andrew. Those things on their face. You can dislike a person. I forgot. What's that? Oh, God, it's a meme. It's from Abbott Elementary when Janelle James is like, I forgot that black people can be annoying, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It truly is. Like, look, we can be annoying, too. You can dislike us. And it does not necessarily mean you're a bigot. That okay, then comma. (laughs) (laughs) She also uses the n-word, which makes you uncomfortable because you're a white lady and you don't know how to deal with it. Now, had you removed section A of this, if this was a black woman you liked and found her stories hilarious and loved hearing about her 
personal life exploits or whatever, and she happened to use the N-word, you'd be like, ha, 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 what color? What local color? (laughs) (laughs) But you don't like her, and so you're uncomfortable about the word. And you're still not fucking up. You're fine. And then the last thing I'll say is that you... Oh, then there's there's four parts. The third part is you are now hearing that she's being too loosey-goosey and talking about her personal life with clients. So that's just like a work thing I'm not going to get into because I don't know your job and I don't care. Yeah. That you have like a, this person isn't doing what, you know, behaving in a manner of this workplace, whatever, who cares? But then the fourth piece is a part you invented in your mind where you said, what if this woman I don't like who makes me feel uncomfortable because she sometimes uses the N-word, who also is being too loosey-goosey talking about shit with clients. Then you invented the fourth act of this play and you said, what if she says the N-word to a client? That hasn't happened. You don't know that that's happening. That's something you invented in your mind because of A, B, and C. Release yourself from these these mental gymnastics. Until somebody says to you, oh, Denise was out on a... Denise was outbidding a client. She called them the N-word. Then deal with it. But until then, it's a fabrication. <laughs> Ted talk over. I didn't. Oh, my God. That's you like you dissected that closer than I thought was actually possible. I will admit. Well, I feel like because I do. I think I kind of like this caller. I like that she's mm-hmm. self-aware. And I feel like she spelled it out in such a way that I was like. You know what I you're doing. I see what's doing. happening. Yeah. So let me just spell it out for you. <laughs> so just lie and wait. Yeah. Also, yeah, this woman's probably fine. Also, who cares if if she uses the N-word with people at work, possibly? Maybe that's also just fine. Yeah. It's probably not. But Until maybe it's fine. Until someone complains to you. But also, yeah. like, also, like, black people, we know... There's a there's reason why there's whole memes and jokes about our work voice and about code yeah. switching and shit. We know better than to <laughs> do this shit with clients, with people where it could really like impact our job. If anything, you should be feeling really fucking grateful that she feels comfortable <laughs> enough around you to say it. That means yeah. you passed some sort of test, which it sounds like you kind of shouldn't have passed because you aren't friends. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. The, the tragedy here is that this woman thinks she's better friends with you than you think you are of with her. Which, as far as like white folks go, and people white folks who call into this show go, that's a rarity. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you you win some kind of prize. <laughs> yeah, you win you win a certainly some kind of outlier prize because. <sighs> 99.999% of the time, it's like, why doesn't the black person at work like me? <laughs> and guess what? The reason is you know why. Um, because e- even if, and I'll just say, I know that like corporate environments, et cetera, et cetera, there's different rules, whatever. Even the best case scenario for you of confronting this is still so bad. Because what are you going to say? <laughs> hey, I heard you've been real loose with your language around clients. And since that one time you said the N-word in front of me, I'm worried you're out there willy-nilly N-wording in the streets. Like, what are you, what are you, what do you plan to say to this woman? Yeah, right. Play this out. And just like live in her like... I'm going to say you're going to get a solid 10 seconds of silence from her before she responds and think about how you feel during that. Cause yeah. you're on. Yeah. There's no way of formulating the sentence that is not completely unhinged. No, no. What are you going to start with? I get it. You talk a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? There's no way 
<laughs> we all know. We all know what you're like, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, I'm allowed to not like you just because you're black doesn't mean I have to not be annoyed by you. Like, there's just no way to have this conversation. Now, the reason why I really do mean that part C of my breakdown, the like, you know, it, is her conduct with clients appropriate? The reason why I'm like, I don't care about that. I'm not touching that because she very well might be doing something that's like, according to your company policy, isn't a- allowed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just don't. I don't care about that stuff, but maybe there is something that maybe there is some behavior happening that is being reported back to you that you do have to curb. But I would just urge you, I would really urge you to separate it from curb (laughs) that part. Yeah. The conversation around the N word. Address the stuff that you have facts for. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And try and leave off, try and stay away from the stuff that either has to do with her maybe using the N word and how you don't like her. Yeah. Which is allowed, probably. Yeah, probably. There's plenty of people I don't like. <laughs> okay, name them. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Did that record? All right. Well, oh, maybe man. we'll make that as a premium <laughs> thing. Tawny's. We'll put that on from the pull that from the backup recorder. Tawny's exhaustive list of everyone she hates. Yep. Or even briefly didn't care for. Yeah, I'm on the list yeah. like 14 times, so it's yeah, fine. <laughs> it's it's very mercurial. It's a mercurial list. Mine's was the people I like, and it was somehow very short. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, even more damning. Just say if you're not in the next three people that I say, just know what you did. Okay, that's that's the show. Listen, we're we're like we're banking here. We're at the we're we're, we're at the bank. We're we're, we're banking. Bank. We're at um, bank. <laughs> hope you have a. Uh, Happy whatever time of the year this is. Yeah. Happy whatever time of the year. We will be back this next is, week. Yeah. With a similarly time displaced. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of time displacement. There's a lot of shit going on. Okay. 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. Follow us on X. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>